Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I am, of course, your lovely host, Mike. And today, because I have been threatening to do this, I'm going to do a deep dive on What Went Wrong, the Disney Star Wars Trilogy. Alright, first off, what went wrong? Well, there's quite a bit to unpack, so we'll, as any good story, start at the beginning. The first big problem that we have with the Disney Star Wars trilogy is this. They did not have a central plan, a central story theme from start, middle to end. They simply didn't have it. They didn't have a plan and it shows, very clearly shows. They decided to go instead with something that was both riskier and dumber, which was each film would have its own director. I'm not entirely sure if they were trying to do this as part of a trilogy, make an actual unified story, and somehow, some way, three completely different directors were going to come out with three unified films by Disney Magic? I'm, I fail to see how this was going to pan out. I suspect, and this is only a suspicion on my part, that initially it wasn't going to be a trilogy. The, they'd like to tout it as this, the end of the Skywalker trilogy. Bullshit. It truly isn't. I really think, though, that they weren't planning anything, but they weren't actually going to do that. They weren't going to continue f at the end, you know, f with their first film following X number of years after uh, Return of the Jedi. They weren't going to follow Luke Skywalker or the rest of the old cast anymore. And instead, I think that they were planning on doing a type of anthology. That it was going to be a series of films that were going to be kind of in the Star Wars universe and make reference people within the previous six films and events and so on and so forth. But it wasn't actually going to be centrally focused on any of the old characters at any point in time. That's my suspicion. I bet that was an idea that was kind of going around. And they decided at some point, I don't know whether this was Kathleen Kennedy's idea, a Disney executive idea, or the writer's ideas, or what the hell it was, but then they decided that they were going to have a kind of passing of the torch of a sort in which the character Rey was going to be the one who was going to take over from Luke Skywalker. But here's the thing, because Disney bought Lucasfilm and all the rights to all the Star Wars stuff, and they ended up taking all of the books and various other bits of media that had come out since the last of the prequel trilogies, they decided to take all of that and nuke it from orbit and said it was no longer part of canon. The only thing that was canon were the films and uh, the Clone Wars cartoon series by Dave Filoni. This is a bit of an issue. There was a lot of stuff in that expanded universe. And by taking a huge nuclear option and getting rid of all of that, left you kind of with a bit of a problem. You could still bring a lot of that information back as Dave Filoni did here and there, you know, 
especially with rebels, he brought back Thrawn, Grand Admiral Thrawn. He brought him back and made a lot of the stuff uh, canon again. But there was a lot more things that they could have done and could have made something interesting. But I think at some point someone realized that if they went and they made another Star Wars film and it didn't have at least uh, some meaningful goodbyes for the characters of Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Chewbacca, and Princess Leia, as well as R2 and C-3PO, and Lando to a greater or lesser extent, there was, uh, there was going to be a bit of a backlash which is why you ended up seeing with J.J. Abrams' Force Awakens, you ended up uh, with the Millennium Falcon, you would eventually see you know, Han, Han and Chewie, there'd be Princess Leia, and they would hint about Luke. Not to mention C-3PO and R2-D2. But they were not focusing on them. But because the prequels that had come out a number of years prior had been not well received, there was a real thought process of trying to win those fans back, thinking that they had completely alienated him because there was lots of people who got really angry about those films. It's only because people are, you know, they get sensitive to various uh, franchises that they really, really like. And something that doesn't turn out very well tends to be bad. The prequel trilogies, will I will at some point do a what went wrong with those. But today is the sequel trilogy. Now, J, so J.J. Abrams had this idea, which was he was basically going to do a complete remake of A New Hope kind of in a condensed version and he that's what he did that was the thought I had when my wife and I watched it in theaters and we did see it in the theater we went to dinner afterwards and we decided to uh, discuss the film uh, I asked my wife what she thought and she just because she's not a big film person she was just like it just didn't seem that it, it's like I've seen this all before and then she asked me what I thought, and my response to her was, well, what I saw was not Luke on not Tatooine flying with not Han Solo and not R2-D2 and going to join up with the not Rebellion fighting the not Empire and destroy their not Death Star, who was, of course, being led by the not Emperor and the not <laughs> Darth Vader. So with these kind of beats i i didn't resent them but i understood why abrams went in that direction because from a uh, kind of a marketing standpoint it would seem to make sense especially from the the blowback that lucasfilm had gotten for the uh pre the prequels and if it, if they were trying to get me excited for the next two films well at least in, in my case, in the case of my wife, they failed. They really did fail. Now, granted, we also went and saw Rogue One, and I watched that film, and my wife, uh, she enjoyed it, and I watched it, and I just went, it's a meh movie. I just, I don't care. 
I didn't give a shit about the story. Uh, I didn't give a shit about the characters. So it's just a meh for me anyway. Uh, and I've watched I've watched the Solo story. I didn't watch it in theaters. In fact, I didn't watch the next three Star Wars films in theaters. I waited until it came out on streaming. Something I was already paying for. Because, uh, yeah, I, I don't reward mediocrity. I just, that's my little quirk. I won't reward mediocrity. I realize it's subjective, but that's my rule and it's for me, so that's the way it is. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, bit of a tangent, but this all kind of bears in mind because now you have this film that I didn't find terribly exciting or interesting, but people were hopeful because it was so many tugs of the nostalgia string throughout that film, and then you had all of these cameos of the characters. Then uh, Ryan Johnson's film came out. Oh man, that was that was something. That was really something. I'm not really sure if there's a an analogy to adequately describe what happened to the fan base. Because it's not as if it the movie dropped a nuke on the fan base because the fan base didn't evaporate. The best thing I can really how I can really describe this is if you took the Star Wars fan base, and you imagine them as the supercontinent Pangea. Solid, unified, yeah, there was a bit of rough spots here and there, but for the most part, pretty well uniform and together. And then the second, second sequel, the Ryan Johnson Star Wars film, came out, and it immediately began to break apart the Star Wars Pangea. And it divided the fan base like nothing that had been seen in a while. A good long while. You had on one side people who were uh, rabidly attacking this film. In some cases, legitimately, because it's a pretty, it's a pretty stupid film. I hated it. And there were other people who were savagely attacking those who were criticizing the film by attacking them, not their arguments, which I don't mind. Attack the argument all you want. But they were doing personal attacks, and then it just kind of devolved into both sides personally attacking the other. And it really drove a huge, huge wedge into the Star Wars fandom. Were there cracks and fractures before? Oh, absolutely. There were people who were really for the uh, prequels and those who were really against the prequels. But it was one of those, uh, you know what, we'll just agree to disagree kind of things eventually. After, you know, emotions kind of cooled down a bit and people were like, eh, I didn't really like the film that much. And others were going, well, you know, I didn't really hate the film that much. There were some good points to it. And then there was just this kind of, 
agree to disagree. Honestly, in with this case though, because there was so much external baggage brought into the argument. An external baggage by meaning that there was lots of the uh, identity politics that were being kind of shoehorned into the argument. Now, whether or not it was shoehorned into the film, I'm no, I know, I wouldn't say it's up for debate. There, it, it, it does have quite a bit of identity politics within it. <clears throat> and the fact that the Ray character is a Mary Sue, and there's just no getting around that. You can have the argument that she isn't, she just is. You can't write a character nearly so godlike in their perfection and not come up with the great example of Ray. Really, her the character of Ray, played by Daisy Ridley, should really just be the picture next to the Mary Sue. This is what a Mary Sue is. This character, right here. But yeah, aside from terrible writing, the fact that they didn't have a central plan, and the fact that since they didn't have a central plan... Ryan Johnson didn't have any real desire to follow along with J.J. Uh, Abrams' story ideas, and he sure as fuck didn't. Killing off and destroying any kinds of threads of excitement or mystery that Abrams had started, and then Ryan Johnson nuked. He just nuked it and decided to make his own fucking film, and that's what he ended up doing. And it caused a huge problem because it's not the last film. It's the middle film. It's the second of three fucking films that's supposed to be linked together at this point. And he just dropped a nuke. And the fact that he killed off major antagonists and made, you know, bad guys, good guys, good guys, bad guys, just flip-flopping around. The fact that he just didn't give a shit. And then when he finished turned around with a big middle finger to everybody, walked away with the money that he was paid. It's incredible. I've always found that Ryan Johnson to be one of the most egotistical human beings on the planet. You know, he can be really he can be a really talented director, but there are times when he has his head so far up his own ass that I don't think he could find daylight with a map and a lantern. But that's a personal observation of mine. Now, here's where you get the final nail in the coffin for this trilogy. I, I hesitate to call it a trilogy. Really, it's just three separate films that are loosely based on one particularly overpowered character. They had to bring J.J. Abrams back because the, the original director they had, they had gone through a couple of different directors and Kathleen Kennedy kind of vetoed all of them. So... Abrams had to come back. There was just no other choice. He had to come back, and then he had to clean up the mess that Johnson had left. Now, I realize that some of you may have read it out there that, oh, no, no, J.J. said that he wasn't sweeping anything under the, you know, sweeping anything aside or coming in to tie up this, the loose ends that were just left dangling or to try and salvage this story that Johnson just absolutely raped over the coals and just fucked it to hell and back. No, no, it's not. That's not what he said. Yeah, that's 
called PR spin. No one's ever going to come in and say, look, I had to come in and clean up the mess Ryan Johnson left. I started a good story. He decided to just uh, wipe his ass with the ideas that I had started with and did his own thing. Now I'm here to clean up the fucking mess because that dumbass forgot he was on film number two and that there was a third film and he didn't give a shit. He got paid and he left. Of course he's not going to say that. J.J. can't say that because if he did say that, he would never be able to work with Disney's product. You know, Lucasfilm in this case, ever again, and by extension, Disney. And they're a major production house, so you can't really piss on, piss on their feet, so to speak. So you have to toe the PR party line in order to, you know, you have to keep making nice and pretend that what you're doing isn't fixing someone else's fuck up. But he most certainly was. His film desperately really shows just how desperate they were to try and clean up the mess that Johnson had left in his wake. And the end result was uh, the third film being this disjointed, ungodly, unfollowable mess. I do not know how people can defend this thing. The only reason I can think that they can defend it is only because they hated Johnson's film so much that anything was better than that. Well, I'm sorry to tell you, uh, if you were to take Johnson's film all by itself, it was leagues better than what came afterwards. Now, all strung together, it's, I can't call it a trilogy, it's a collection of failures and stupidity. It just is. It started out so milk toast, and then ended up being so, such a garbage fire at the end that it's insane. It was the equivalent of watching someone slip deeper and deeper into alcoholism and self-destruction. It just went from kind of teetering on the edge and then slipping deep into a deep, dark hole from which there was no escape. That film, that series of films just had the worst, worst settings. And the worst, well, settings is maybe the wrong word, though it had the worst setup from the, from the studio level. It had such a lack of direction and understanding of what it was doing where and where it needed to go and how to fucking get there simply had no idea. It truly didn't. If you do not have an idea of where you're starting from, your point A, the point B, the middle point, and the C, the end, and no no real idea of how to get there, you're going to end up with this. A disjointed, god-awful mess of three films. They're not trilogies. They're ju- it's not a trilogy. It just isn't. The re- the third uh, episodes four, five, and six, New Hope, Empire, Jedi, that's a trilogy. It tells one continuous story. The prequels, whether people like them or not, it doesn't fucking matter. It follows a set of characters from point A, B, C start, middle, and end. The 
Disney series of films have no such connective tissue. They are garbage, garbage films, because they fail. They fail to tell a unifying story. And if you're going to come at me and say, it told the story of Finn and Ray and yada, 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 then explain all of these little side characters that were brought up, put on a plinth for a moment, and then cast aside without a second thought. You know, first at first, treating them like they're going to be, you know, figured quite largely into the story only to have them kind of fuck off somewhere. To invent things in order to get a story to move along. How do I get these people out of this situation? Oh, I'll do something that was never done before. It'll look really cool. Without really considering how it works within the grander universe that was had been constructed for you. I mean, this is easy fucking peasy. You're given all of this background information in order to follow. A great framework for a universe and to lay stories within, and the fact that you couldn't even bother to read up on this shit and get even an inkling of what the hell was going on, I think is damn near criminal. It is the worst kind of lazy, self-absorbed, self-obsessed writing. I'm a great writer. I don't need to learn any of this stuff. It's just stupid nerd talk anyway. Fuck you. Ugh. That was a rant. And I sincerely mean it. It, it. Those three films have serious problems when it comes to uh, the very beginning being kind of lazy and really tugging on the whole nostalgia. And yes, I did say lazy with Force Awakens because uh, Ray, the character Ray, is still a Mary Sue. She was a Mary Sue from day one to the end. I'm sorry, that is just a sign of bad writing. If you have a problem with that, I don't care. You just talk to any writing expert and they'll tell you, that's a Mary Sue character, it was a badly written character. Don't give them the context of the name of the character or where they're from, simply the powers that they can magically happen to have the plot armor that the character wears throughout all of this. And a writing instructor will tell you, that sounds like a Mary Sue or a Marty Stew character that you might want to go back and think that perhaps this character isn't relatable and you need to have some kind of flaws. The fact that it needs to follow the hero's journey if that's what you're going for. And she didn't, sure as fuck didn't, not in the first film, sure as hell not in the second one. She got even more godlike in the second one. And it just careened into the ridiculous with the third, not to mention everything else careening around. So did they fail? At the box office? Technically, no. They made their money. They made their money on all three films. What it did do, however, was take a fan base that was large and unified and divide it. Now you only have half of that fan base willing to watch any more of your films. And then you get something like the Solo story, which not a lot of people were asking for anyway. And it's a meh movie, much like Rogue One. In my opinion, anyway. Some people liked it. That's fine. 
To me, though, it's a meh movie. And no one gave a shit. Too many people were too angry over the Ryan Johnson film. And so it tanked. And there's no getting around it. It just tanked. It did not make money. It lost money. And then with the third Abrams film that was supposed to be the savior of the whole god-awful mess, it just made the mess worse. They went and they took the big pile of shit Johnson left and then took three or four huge flaming dumpsters of garbage and just kind of threw it on top. That's really what it was. It was a big pile of shit that they threw flaming garbage on, trying to mask the smell, I guess. (sighs) Honestly, quite honestly, where the blame goes for the failure of the film despite what some people either online or at Lucasfilm Kathleen Kennedy for example Ryan Johnson for another doesn't lie with the fans it just doesn't you see a film has to stand on its own it has to perform it has to be like an actor on a stage if the actor is good at what he does he or she does on stage and provides incredible entertainment and is quite talented at it they will be rewarded with applause when you have that same actor or actress on stage and they give a disjointed and terrible performance what do you end up with booze hisses and possibly rotten vegetables that's the way it works simply being that bad actor or actress up on stage and blaming the audience for they're not being able to follow your terrible performance doesn't make any sense no assholes we're paying you to be entertained and you failed that's not on me that's on you the real failing in all of this was the fact that they never i honestly do not think that they had planned originally in their heads at the very least nothing on paper that this was going to be a trilogy that's dovetailing off you know episode six you know jedi return of the jedi really was the end and i don't think again this is merely my suspicions but i do do not think they were going to dovetail off it originally that this was just going to be maybe a brand new series maybe follow maybe following a new character that might have evolved from, however, the idea of an anthology, because the idea of three different directors, three different films. That, I think, makes a lot of sense, at least in my mind. That's the only way this would work. The idea that you would have a Star Wars trilogy that's unified with three different directors without any central planning just smacks of insanity, incompetence, or stupidity, or all three. That's the only way I can explain this. So, I do believe it probably started out with the idea of an anthology. So, three different films, three different directors, three different points of view. Fair enough. At some point, someone had the bright spark idea of making all three films about one particular character with a new character they'll create in this universe. Okay, but at some point along the way someone forgot to a 
make this about with one director. So they have one unified vision throughout. Two, they decided to forego the idea of planning, which, again, smacks of stupidity, incompetence, or insanity. Oral three. And then finally, getting really hissy. I'm talking about Kathleen Kennedy and the third director, whose name I sadly forget. I'm sorry. There's several directors, actually. Over creative differences. It was a big thing. Creative differences. No, it's because Kathleen Kennedy wanted them to do specific things, and they said no. That's what it boils down to. And was forced to bring Abrams back for the third film. And the fact that Johnson, who Kathleen Kennedy absolutely loves as a director, basically left decided to take on his role with a scorch earth policy when it came to any films after his that's subverting expectations ryan congratulations you asshat be that as it may that's where the real failure started it started at the top it started at the lack of planning stage when it should have been planned out and everything snowballs from there every terrible thought and decision that went on afterwards simply multiplied and continued on and on and on until the inevitable train wreck of horseshit and burning garbage at the very end huh so there that's my look at what went wrong and that's all i'm going to do for today so Stay safe out there, everyone, and I'll catch you next time.